Hey, all you hustlers. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It's Maddie Linder coming to you from Denver, Colorado. And I'm so excited to share with you guys a new presentation I'm calling The Power of Three in Marketing, Design, and Life. So I'm going to kick off some slides here. And it's got my contact info at the bottom, but I will be sure to share again later. Uh, like I said, my name is Maddie. I am the co-founder and creative director of Weston Main Homes. I am an elder millennial. <laughs> I am the mom to a very rambunctious four-year-old who's into snakes. And uh, like I said, I'm coming to you from Colorado. I am also a realtor, so I know what you guys are going through out there. Um, so what I really wanted to do was give you guys some general guidelines for design, whether you're a professional or a newbie, you're doing these on your own, or you have someone in your office doing them, uh, just to give you a better understanding of what makes things look good. So we're gonna talk about keeping it simple, consistency, we're gonna talk a little bit about fonts, which are my favorite thing, <laughs> also about colors, and the grid system. So my first rule always is keep it simple, stupid, the KISS rule. Uh, this is an example of our market stats graphic. We basically strip off everything we need to to still make this graphic relevant while also not giving it all away. Like you do not want a graphic full of 15 different facts. You really only have three seconds to get someone's attention. Is it engaging? Is it pretty? If it's not, they're moving on and you just wasted that share. Uh, I have a ton of consistency examples because that's what we're all about at Weston Main Homes. But I just wanted to give you guys a few examples in real estate of how we make the consistency happen. Uh, this is an example of our listing graphics, which we do for every single listing. You will notice facts, average facts about the home on the front and neighborhood facts on the back card, which they social share with the agent's information. We love to reuse graphics. We use them in many different ways. We not only use them for Instagram, we use these on the blog. All of our agents share these through Slack. And so when you have a Weston Main listing, all of our agents know exactly what they're getting, but also our audience knows, hey, that's a listing from them, this is new. I shared a stats graphic earlier, but I just wanted to share uh, a whole gallery of these. <laughs> uh, we've used these, we've been using these since the beginning. And what's really cool now is that we've been so consistent, we're able to share the numbers year over year for the same month. Uh, it's pretty shocking as most of your markets are. In Denver, our average price point is in the 600s now. And so we can share side by side with the same type of graphic for consistency, January 2017. January 2018, all the way up into this past year, it's really compelling and catches the eye. So your eye goes to the stat. And so you're paying attention and you're getting engagement. Uh, this is an example of our buyer and listing presentations. I think it's so important to th keep things consistent, but I also don't mean boring. I think that you should keep images fresh. You should be switching them out. You should always be wanting to refresh your brand but while still keeping to your core values. So we refresh this every quarter and you'll notice different images, but you still know what to expect from this presentation, our agents do, and so do their clients. Okay, so I know you guys are like sitting at home and you're like, cool, I'm not a designer. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I know most of you guys are out there dealing with houses. So I want to give you some quick tips on how to make things look good. No matter what, you could be a complete beginner. I still use the grid all the time. Um, so this is a basic design grid using the rule of thirds. So this is split up into three different columns and three different rows. And you're going to notice I put yellow. I boxed out the yellow. So you either want to center in a square or you want to put the bullseye on where they intersect. So the smaller one is at an intersection or you can also center in the middle. If you think of things in thirds, you can break down any design, make it a lot simpler, offer the three things you want to have logo, information, website. So here's an example uh, of a proper one that is in the middle of the bullseye of the grid and one that's just random. So I'm going to take off the grid and you can just see. So the one on the left looks right. It, it looks great. It's not centered, but not everything should be. The one on the right just doesn't quite look right. And you don't know why it's because of the grid. So here's an example with the luck and hustle graphic I made for today's event. Uh, you'll notice I use a grid. I love a grid. <laughs> so the logo is centered up top, main portion, big in the middle, bottom, uh, today's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but this would also be a great place to put a website or the additional call to action at the bottom. So you have this hierarchy of where your eyes go for your focal point, And then you know who it's from and you know where to go or where to be. The grid works on everything. So this is an example of a Facebook cover, but you can put a grid on any size graphic. It does not matter the size, the weird shape. It does not matter. You can follow these rules no matter what you're trying to create. Oh, I love fonts. Uh, my Weston Mainers here will know that I love talking about fonts. Um, I wanted to give you some go-to fonts that like, you could use it no matter what, it's gonna look great. So these are some of my favorites, Futura, Joseph and Sands, Leto, Courier New, and Northwell. Northwell's a great script that's preloaded into a bunch of apps that is great paired with a sans serif font like Futura, Helvetica, Arial, and they look good no matter what you're doing. So these are my foolproof picks. Um, and when you think about fonts, I want you to think about your brand and how you're gonna be consistent with it. Uh, the, the biggest example I can think of for this are Wes Anderson movies. Uh, if you're a fan of Wes Anderson, which drop your favorite Wes Anderson movie in the chat, uh, you will notice like if you watch the Royal Tannenbaums, even on the ambulance, even on the sides of the street, it's all in Futura. So you automatically know when you're watching a Wes Anderson movie because of the style all throughout. It's such a distinctive brand that you know it without even knowing it. So I want you to think about that. Are you being consistent with your font use? Are you being consistent with your colors? You should not have more than three in each graphic going on for any of these. Okay, these are my no-nos. So we've got the biggest offender, well, offenders, Papyrus and Comic Sans. Guys, don't do it. I know Comic Sans is in Instagram stories now. Please don't do it. <laughs> ruin a great graphic. Uh, brush script, Zappafino, and uh, unless you're a second grade teacher, please don't rock chalk duster. Should It does not belong on any real estate graphic. Don't just randomly select them. Be like a little bit selective with your fonts. It will go a long way. 
this is one of my favorite YouTube videos. Um, if you guys aren't aware of this avatar video about papyrus on SNL, it's definitely worth a watch. It's got Ryan Gosling in it. Uh, avatar font is exactly papyrus. And once you see that, you won't be able to unsee that. Also, I don't know if Avatar is popular anymore, but I don't know. I think they're going to release a sequel. So just, it, you won't be able to get it out of your mind. Okay, so let's talk marketing. Uh, we're going to talk about the power of threes in marketing. So how's your media mix? Are you using your left brain versus right brain? Are you alternating what you're talking about? Or are you only talking about one subject? So I wanted to show this is our 2021 Western Maine postcard campaign. And I want to just show you how we alternate. So you'll see the first three months of postcards. We have a stats wrap up graphic. We have a guide to house plants, which has nothing to do with average days on market, selling your house, none of that. Just giving valuable information. It also came with a coupon to a local plant store. And then for February, we had stats again. So we're alternating between stats and something fun, which we will continue to do throughout the rest of the year. And we incorporate this into everything into our Instagram feed, into our newsletter. We're always alternating what we're talking about. So there's something for everyone. So here it is written out. Um, you will see that we deliberately mix things up on the schedule to keep people guessing, but also it's consistent. So they, they kind of know what to expect from us. So this is really important. Are you using push or pull marketing? Are you engaging people so they really want to hear from you and they're asking questions and they are your audience, they're your fans, or are you pushing people? Are you push, push, pushing people all the time with sell your house, sell your house, sell your house, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, buy a house, buy a house, buy a house, and you're not giving any real value. This is really important because you always want to be offering something to your clients. You want to be a resource for them. You want to be the expert to them, but you don't want to be knocking them over the head with information that is the same over and over again. So the biggest example uh, we utilized this past year is we created a lifestyle magazine. Uh, so we curate this in-house, we design it in-house, and we shoot DIY projects. We make things that are attainable for people instead of just high-end, this costs $150,000, like they're real projects you could do on a weekend. So our agents get to customize the front and the back cover, which is really special. So they're giving a value directly to their clients and their clients also know who to reach out to if they're thinking about doing any of these projects we feature. By the way, if you want a magazine, DM me or Stacy, and we will get you on our list. Okay, so the last thing I want to incorporate is the power of threes in your life and home. So we're going to talk about some quick interior design tips and then one light pack. So I am a designer on the computer. I am not a designer outside of this. <laughs> but I do like incorporating a lot of interior design rules within my house. And the biggest rule is rule of three. Uh, if you want something to look good in your house, group them and start with three and then add on with odd numbers. You'd be surprised how much balance it creates in your house to have those groupings. You can also use the grid that we talked about earlier. Same, same thing applies in real life. Look at your room like a grid. You want it to be balanced and you want your eye to go to your focal point and then have support and balance on the other side.
Another great tip is to add a, something black in every single room. So it could be a picture frame, it could be a piece of furniture, it could be something really tiny. And I'm always surprised when this works, but I promise you it does work. Um, try it out in a room. It really helps ground the space. Okay, last tip. I'm a procrastinator. I don't know about you. <laughs> so this is something I've been trying, especially during uh, you know, COVID times when every day seems the same. Uh, if I'm dreading working on something, I just commit to working on it for three minutes. So set a timer for three minutes and you will be surprised how much you can get done in such a short amount of time. And then the rest of it will just naturally follow. So that is it. Um, please let me know if you have any questions and uh, thank you so much for coming today.